7 Days to Play. Welcome to 7 Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I am Sam. And I'm Edwin. Each week we challenge one another to play a new mobile game, and this week it was my turn. I chose... Sentinels of the Multiverse. Getting a lot of use out of that new reverb plugin that I got. It is the new reverb plugin du jour, which you got from Waves Audio. Did you? Actually, this one is from. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually Valhalla Verb, but it's a, anyway, same, same, same. Though. Why is it always? Why are all like the guitar? The of Valhalla. Yeah, it's always like some North mythology stuff. I feel the Norse gods. Is it because Scandinavians are really into sound engineering and they're the ones that are making it? Yeah, maybe the imagery. Mm. Strong imagery. Screaming from the mountaintops. Yeah, you know some of the uh, British folk. Story is not quite going to cut it. Oh, I see. Which I'm blanking on. But they do also tout like British engineered sound. Mm. Oh, oh, oh. It just sounds classier, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it's got a British accent. Sentinels of the Multiverse is a 2014 game from Handelabra Games. But first, uh, new, new news. <laughs> I know you're a big fan of the Battle Royale format. Uh, a very specific subset of the Battle Royale formats. I, I know agree. you're a big fan of PUBG Mobile Battle Royale. And watching other people play PUBG Not Mobile. That's yes, what it's called. that's true. Yeah, you like listening to your quote-unquote podcast of Will Smith yeah, it's a great, playing yeah, it's a great, PUBG. Yeah, I, I like to think of it as a restaurant recommendation podcast interspersed with sporadic murdering. Do they go to a lot of restaurants and recommend each other restaurants? There's quite a lot of food chat mm. in his stream, which I enjoy. Did you did you actually find out about what kind of chair Will Smith is sitting on because of that show? Uh, it's has he mentioned it? Not to be too. There's a uh, so in the Twitch chat you can have a bunch of preset commands. So if you do <laughs> bang chair, it'll tell you what chair he has, and it's a steel case gesture. Mm, it is a nice chair. Yeah, you can also do like bang uptime, see how long they're playing with. I see. Bang spite, how many tires they've shot out <laughs> in that game. That's a whole thing. That's pretty cool. So that's why I know. Yeah, it is a nice chair. I think he has the orange one, right? <laughs> I do. I believe so, yes. But speaking of Battle Royale. Okay, yo, right. Back to the new, new news. Right. This is not the news. Um, there is a new version, a new flavor du jour of Battle Royale. Post Apex Legends, or as people are now calling, Ape Legs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's quite good. So the new Battle Royale is Tetris 99. Oh, which is I was not expecting that on Switch. Tetris, so Tetris Battle Royale. Tetris Battle Royale. Yes, my, my brain hurts thinking about that. Right. So when you log on to Tetris ninety nine, you are matched up with ninety nine other players playing Tetris in the world. Oh, okay. Oh, Tetris ninety nine. Okay. Yeah, you actually see a little thumbnail of their screen on your screen, which is kind of crazy. So you see. 100 games of Tetris going on at once on your tiny little Switch screen. but Including your own. Including your own. Hmm. But yours is like the largest, of course, having the most focus. You see, as you play, you slowly see the ones that get knocked out by, you know, the the blocks filling up on your screen. Hmm. And you're now toe-to-toe with the ones that are left. (laughs) And the way it works, I'm still not sure the way it works. I haven't tried it out yet. Um, But whenever you are able to make lines that those lines get sent to other players and they need to they need to quickly get rid of their lines Mm. and the lines that they get rid of get sent to other players 
I'm not oh, sure if it just happens to everyone or you can actually direct it to different people that you're playing with. Mm. Um, but there is like, you get bonuses for doing the T flip, the T switch, <laughs> which is... So what British people do before, <laughs> before the dinner. <laughs> just to make sure their tea isn't poisoned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it seems like a really interesting... I'm going to give it a go over the weekend, see how it goes. It mm. is free, but it's free for Nintendo Online users. This is the... NOU. Mm-hmm. Mm, the, the NOUs. Mm. They want to increase that NOU rate. This is a really interesting idea because now, really, you could kind of battle royale any kind of game. Mm. This could work with... Solitaire. <laughs> yeah, Minesweeper. Minesweeper. <laughs> <laughs> I want that free cell. <laughs> free cell battle royale. Yeah, what other games have we played? Rochambeau. Ooh. Pocket Run Pool. Yeah, Rock, Paper, Scissor battle royale. Like, that'd be a quick one. That'd be good. Say for like your pocket run pool, if every time you pot a ball, that then appears on the other players' screens and they mm. have more balls to pot. Mm. Yeah. You're interesting. You should name it Balls to Pot. <laughs> <laughs> balls to Pot Royale. Balls to... Okay. Mm. All right. Mm. So... Uh, that's the new Instapot. Would you play Tetris 99? If I had a Switch? Mm. Yeah. Are, do I'd you be like, curious. How I do you mean, feel about Tetris as a game? I haven't really thought about it in 20 years, if I'm perfectly <laughs> honest. Apart from some of those fun YouTube remixes of the theme song. Mm. I've honestly not really thought about it. I do think it's one of those like perfect games. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's sound logic, interesting gameplay, good reward system, right? You can actually build tactics. Yeah. Gets you in the zone. Yeah. Auto zone. Very interesting to have it as a multiplayer experience. Right. Mm. so i'll give it a go i'll report back okay stay tuned stay tuned back to sentinels oh wait a-s-t-i-s-j-g that's right it is time for that occasional segment asking sam things i should just google this week the question is sam what is anthem well an anthem is something that you sing uh Mm -hmm. as a part of your flag and country oh i really should just google this (laughs) Um, so Anthem is the newest game from Bioware slash Electronic Arts. Oh, okay. I feel Is it, it a Battle Royale game? No. Oh wow. Oh I my god, like, is it a new game that's not Battle Royale? Yeah. Holy smokes. You believe it? I'm pretty sure they're gonna come out with a battle royale <laughs> mode for it down the line. Um but right now, what it is, it's primarily a Bioware game. Meaning Good, thank you. You anticipated my next question. It is a story driven game. Bioware is known for their stories. So previously, they are known for games such as uh, Dragon Age. Mm-hmm. Other oh, games you might know, game. Mass Effect. I love that. Younger <laughs> brother, Medium Effect. But and Anthem this is the latest incarnation. Anthem is the latest incarnation, um, but people are having some issues with it, mainly because the story isn't as prominent as they'd like it to be. Oh, it sounds like you. And otherwise, <laughs> it seems to be... Um, very much like Destiny, where you're going out doing missions, you're fighting, doing shooting. Ironing banners. Ironing the banners. Getting super flat. Yeah, and no essentially creatures. trying to get better guns, right? You get better guns, you level up with some story in between, right? So there's like an overarching story that you can hear. But the one of the biggest issues is that from a Bioware game, lots of people are expecting like this really nice, intricate, cool story. Uh, and it seems like people aren't really getting that as much okay now people after your own heart have you played it mm-hmm. i have played it i played some okay uh still in the process of playing it 
Um, it's technically not out yet. So another oh. thing about Anthem is that it has this table chart of how much you've paid for it versus when you can actually start playing it. Mm, <laughs> so if you're in like the pre-order premium tier with EA Origin Premium Access, you're able to play it like 10 days before launch mm, date. Curious. I do think launch date is today, but I don't know. Oh. I'm, I'm lost. And that's what Anthem is. That's I've learned something Anthem. today. So at least this show wasn't a complete waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> well, we still got hope. Okay. <laughs> okay, back to this week's game. Sentinels of the Multiverse. Reverb. Thank you. It is a 2014 game from Handelabra Games. Oh boy, do they tell you it's a Handelabra game? Now I was thinking it's supposed to be like Candelabra, but with handles or handle a bra. Mm. I like Both. a bra yeah. <laughs> mm. mm. Yeah. Handelabra Games. There you go. Handelabra. Yeah. Uh, it is based on a 2011 board game from Greater Than Games. I'm familiar with the board game. Yeah. Yeah, you own the board game? Card based. No, I do not own the board game. I like You're- to own good games. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I poop on I poop on Sentinels of the Multiverse mainly because of the art style that I'm not a fan of. And if you are a with you. listener of our previous show, oh. Is This the Show? Um, you would know that I'm not a fan of the artwork on Sentinels of the Multiverse because it kind of looks like middle school person drawing a comic <laughs> okay i'm pretty okay. sure it's it's a full adult that's making this artwork and and i'm sure people will actually like it it's just not my cup of tea very stylized yeah yes i can understand that yeah um and it's not just the drawing style it's sort of the whole packaging around it makes it look kind of like a um you know like a pulp comic where even the instructions are in little speech bubbles you know, the different callouts are in square boxes and then like there are functionalities that go like meanwhile or, you know, in the other side of town or something like that, like yeah. like a comic would. Yeah. But I mean, it's got a very strong style of, of its own. It, it does. I yeah. Mean, well, it's borrowed heavily from the classic 50s comic books, but mm-hmm. um, it's got a style. Overall, yeah, to. the theme is great. I'd say the three the theme is really great. I think it, it works well with the actual mechanics of the game as a board game. Which is an excellent segue. We should probably talk about that rather than just the look of the whole thing. Right. (laughs) So The Tales of the Multiverse is a co-op card game. It is a co-op deck, not a deck building game. Is it? Yeah. A co-op card game where each person is responsible for a character or a superhero represented by decks. Which gives you a bunch of different actions. Uh, You're playing against a supervillain in a certain environment. Mm-hmm. So it's a co-op game and all players are working with each other to play against one, a villain, and two, an environment, which are also represented by decks, I believe. Yeah. Yes. So the cool aspect of this game as a board game is that you can sort of mix and match, pick and choose uh, which enemies you want to fight in which environment versus which characters you want to be. So there's like a nice sense of variability in terms of like how, like no game is the same. Unless you want it to be. If you want to play the same game over, that's also possible too. Yeah, and that's cool. also pretty fun. And of course, different villains and different different environments have different sort of uh, difficulty levels. Right. So you can start nice and easy and then kind of build up the more tricky enemies, which is a really interesting, which I think it's, it's easy to think of as, oh, this, this it's very interesting as the end player to think of difficulty as just this inherent thing that like, mm. oh, this this villain is more difficult than this other villain. But imagine trying to 
create the mechanics of difficulty. That just kind of hurts my brain a little bit when I think yeah. about like, oh, I'm just inventing this game. How is this villain actually more difficult than this other villain? That's it's true. Very interesting. Yeah, I think, and there's also um, a really neat thing about the the strategies that the villains use. Like one strategy will just go for one one villain strategy might just be straight up attacks, right? So mm. the attacks will then whittle down your hit points. Another villain um, might do something else, like it might just stunt you, right? So like you can't do anything. Um, and it prevents you attacking there. Like, if you can't do that, then yeah. you don't win the game. Yeah. It'll kind of stop you from drawing more cards and right. thus getting more powers. Uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of different strategies and stuff that kind of come out there, which I think is pretty interesting. Yeah. Now, um, oh, Sam, have you played the board game? I have played the board game, but it's been a very long time since I've played it. I think I've played it, like, over five years ago. Mm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I, I played it, like, maybe three or four times, which, so it wasn't, like, a small amount, so... I was kind of familiar with what to do, but not so familiar as that I knew what to do off the bat with this mobile game. Right. Okay. Oh, so you're probably a good candidate. You're some familiarity with it. Right. But you still need did some results coming at it fresh. Yeah. Whereas like, like, I learned the rules last weekend. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. Exactly. I've got a handle, I've got a handle on this. Um, I wanted to ask you, Sam, have you played other ports of board games to to mobile before because i i've not obviously because yes i have i'll be interested to find out a what they are and like how because i think i was most interested in how you take that board game experience and Mm. put it on a phone it's really difficult (laughs) and i think is the answer it is very difficult yeah so i think um a lot of games either take two approaches one is they make it super literal right it's like you're you're literally seeing the board game represented as a board game Oh, right. On your phone. Mm, I see the whole whole board out there. Right. Yeah, right. And then other games actually try and incorporate some niceties. So kind of like a hybrid. So you kind of still see it as a board game, but some of the edges have been smoothened out. So like all the calculations are done for you. And there are what I call the ones that really have thought this through as a mobile game, kind of re-implement it from a mobile perspective, right? Like, so they might do things like not even showing cards or things, not showing the dice, Right. Mm, yeah. And implementing it from a point of view of like, if this was completely started as a mobile game, like what would that be? Yeah. So I feel like I've played all three versions of those. Um, and where would you rate Sentinels of the Multiverse on this scale? It would be towards the literal implementation <laughs> yeah. of a board game represented on your phone. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. So. And I think that for me is where it sort of loses me. Mm-hmm. Because it's, yeah. Because the board game itself is interesting because it's feels like it's, it kind of walks that line between complexity and not complexity. That's <laughs> it walks the line uh, between how complex it is. It's reasonably easy to understand, but mm-hmm. there's just like a lot of little things going on. And I think it's, it's heavily based when you're playing on the board game, when you're playing the board game, it's very heavily based around the whole turn sequence of you know, the villain goes, right. the environment goes, then the heroes go, and it's all staggered. And that's made very obvious. There's even little placards you can have, you hang up. And you can see exactly what all the turns are. So everyone knows what's going to happen next. Right. Which then on a phone, I don't think they did a very good job of implementing that because it was pretty confusing about how turns happen and who's going next. So where you are in that whole cycle. That's where I think it really pays to have someone introduce this game to you. Uh, Absolutely. As a board game. Right. Because even the way you present it when you're talking is totally different. Right. Like, you can get into the details of it. It's like, oh, this is your playing deck. This is what you control, 
right? That's different from you reading a little word that says, this is your playing deck. This is what you control, right? Those two presented in two different ways can mean totally different things. And then even stepping back and, you know, a person telling you, okay, so essentially each round consists of these four phases, right? Yeah. And when you're playing a board game, that makes total sense. But if you're not familiar with the board game and those are instructions that are provided to you on text on screen by a man named Chris that looks like a cartoon that's very similar to the cartoons of the game you're playing, it gets super confusing. (laughs) let's talk about the tutorial then (laughs) so as soon as you start the game because you really have no idea where to start yeah you're presented with a very stark menu that says tutorial play game multiplayer online game or something like that and so of course i also like tutorials actually Mm -hmm. and so i clicked on tutorial and oh boy it lost me immediately Uh, yeah yeah, you're going to need to set aside 15 or 20 minutes to work through that tutorial. Yeah. Uh, which I think is just, just kind of the way it is, really. I think the ideal way to come to this game is for your experienced friend to teach you the board game yeah. in a fun environment where you're eating nachos and drinking some beer. Get the mobile version, and then you're already 10 steps ahead, mm-hmm. and you at least understand the fundamentals of how the game is played, and you can kind of breeze through that tutorial without right. having to read a whole wall of small comic sans font text or whatever totally. whatever the font is it's a famous font right yeah uh actually this font is a not a comic sans font but a like a proper comic mm. font so i'm happy that they did not use comic sans yes but it's also one of those like commonly used oh hey this is a comic font um <laughs> which i'm not gonna give a crap for yeah. it's totally it is a comic yeah it is a comic um right so you play tutorial uh you're introduced to the villain who I think is like the easier villain, right? It's the guy with the this chemical mask. And then you see your heroes all in line. And it's already kind of confusing. You're like, what's going on here? Blade. Um, and then you see a little Jesus type guy pop up in the corner, who I believe is Chris. He is Jesus your Chris. tutorial. Yeah, I'm Christopher and I'll be your guide. Mm-hmm. And so, and all of a sudden, like there are all these things happening on screen with cards and shakes and numbers and... <laughs> number points that makes absolutely no sense to you right now and it doesn't highlight anything so normally in a tutorial there's going to be like a little scribbled arrow or something it dims out some places Mm -hmm. and brightens some places to give you focus but there's really nothing none of that that happens here um there are all these like first of all the fonts really really small and so you have to carefully read through these things um and it's not clear that as a one player, mm. you're controlling four different superheroes off the bat. So right. that isn't really explained to you. Um, and uh, also, like, yep, yep. there's cool. also no sort of thing like, hey, this is actually a board game that's implemented as a card game. That I don't know. Like, I don't know if that would actually help. Mm, yeah. Right. Kind of setting the scene. I think yeah. there's a yeah, there's there's a balance to be had between too much preamble and mm-hmm. setting it up versus throwing you straight in. I think they kind of throw you straight in, which, yeah, I think they could have done a little bit more setup first just to yeah. give you the idea of like, oh, it's a turn-based thing. There are these different phases. This is going to happen first. You know, you, you, you get to play as a single player. You get to control these heroes. Yeah. Right. So... Or even like how you win. There's a whole thing about like if you 
once the villain gets a zero points, he flips, and there's a whole other thing, and that's never really explained. Yeah. So, yeah, I totally understand this. There's lots yeah. of things. Like, I don't know whether to start, yeah, whether to start from sort of the macro level and going through the goals and conditions of victory. <laughs> right. You know, and then like, and then going through, you know, each each turn and then the phases of each turn yeah. and then specifics of like, this is a character and then this is what this character does versus this other character. So, yeah. Get yeah. your knowledgeable friend to explain the board game to you and play it that way. Right. <laughs> that is actually a great introduction to the game because I quite enjoyed the game, but I can totally understand yeah. someone coming at it not fresh from being taught the rules. is like, what the hell is going on? Right. And just to be clear, like when I did play this, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it because, you know, with a lot of board games, it's not necessarily about the board game itself. I mean, unless the board game is really bad, then you won't have a good time. But mainly if you're with good company, even, you know, Mm, a kind of bad board game is still going to be fun. Good point. Right? Mm, Yeah. Should we talk about the story? Is there a story? There's a whole bunch of story. (laughs) Yeah. There's a whole backstory is available for every single character. Which I think is interesting because you can then, you can choose how much story you want, which I quite like. Right. You can just play, hey, this is a superhero, great. I'll just play, they have different abilities, I can just play. Or you get to go to the options menu and then you can essentially read their entire backstory. Mm. Find all their, what drives them? What are their motivations? I see. How do they become a superhero? Mm. Uh, so you go super deep. Sam mm. was not of that. So you, <laughs> you, you were a fan of the story? The backstory of these characters? Uh, I like that it was there. I see. I haven't quite got to reading them all yet. So for me, when I played this as a board game, we were able to generate a story that was great to share, mm. right? So I think this, this game in particular like creates those, those moments where like, you know, you can recall it with a friend and be like, oh, remember when that robot came and then you only had one hit point? And so I did this move, deflected it, pushed him away. And then thankfully I drew this card and then saved all of our asses, but then we died all the next round. You know, like... <laughs> Those are the kind of stories that I think are really good at what board games do. And this game in particular allows for that to happen because of the the mix and matching that you do with the villain and the environment and the heroes that you can choose. But I found it really hard to get that experience as a single player. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of piece together exactly what's happening and what's going on. Um, I want to talk to you about the random nature of chance in this game, which I know mm. sometimes is a sticking point for you. Two yeah. Months. <clears throat> This is, there is a lot of chance in this game. There is. You shuffle the deck, you deal the cards, you get the cards you're dealt, much like real life. Yeah. Um, but that means it is pretty random as to what happens next. So I think that kind of chance is fine. Like, oh, oh, this is, okay, this is Sam's random approval. Well, lots of games sort of do this, this mechanic. So like Magic, The Gathering, mm-hmm. Hearthstone. Sure. These are all card-based games where you're familiar with the card. And so you kind of know what to expect. Like if you didn't get it now, you kind of expect to get it later. And that was a problem with this game is that when I started playing it, I wasn't really familiar with all the abilities of that person and all the cards that are available for that character. If there's some way for me to see that. I mean, there is. Yeah. I mean, there's an option screen where you get to read their backstory and then you see all the cards they have, which you can then scroll through and read. But that does take a certain level of devotion. (laughs) Yes, that's a good word to do that. Yeah, Uh, I think it's quite interesting that it works. I think when you're picking heroes, there are a bunch of ones with obvious powers. So each Mm. hero has like a default power, which they can essentially play pretty much every turn. Two or three of them 
are like, oh, they just deal this much damage to a target of your choice. So you think of like Legacy or Ra or something like that. And they're pretty obvious what they do. And I think that's great to start with because, oh, hey, my tactic is I can just, you know, keep punching the bad guy and that's my entire tactic. But then as you start looking at the other characters, they get slightly seemingly weirder special powers or rather standard powers. And you're like, why was that a good thing? Yeah. But then you start digging a little bit deeper and you go, oh, I can see how this default power combined with some of the cards they get actually becomes a really strong power. Which I So I really like there's that sort of deeper level of, oh, hey, I did, I, now I'm not just picking heroes who can punch a lot. I'm also picking up ones who can actually eventually deal a lot more damage, whereas to begin with, they aren't quite so strong. Like one of them I quite like is Absolute Zero, mm. who's, you read their cool basic name. power. Yeah, Absolute Zero. You read their basic power, and it's, they can deal themselves one or uh, one fire damage or one freeze damage. <laughs> and to the beginning, you're like, well, that's stupid power. I'm not going to choose that. <laughs> but then you start playing other cards, and you start realizing other cards in his deck like kind of store up that power and then shoot it back out at another target. And so I was playing a game and I was using him and I was actually able to do like 10 damage to the bad guy because I commanded to chain these cards together. And so I kind of like this, you know, the deeper you go, you do get more rewarded for right. that knowledge and understanding how the cards kind of work together. Yeah. So I feel like that was completely unknown to me. Um, and I'm not sure that I, I was able to get to the part where I was able to read that stuff, right? Yeah. So when I look at a character, for example, Bunker, right? <laughs> okay, yep. And so technically, this is supposed to represent this guy's deck of cards, right? But there's really nothing about uh, how his powers are really balanced. Right. Right, so it just says his default power, which is power, draw a card. Yeah, and you're like, wow, right. great, I think, but... Yeah, yep. and so, and then there's like another helpful thing that says complexity too. Mm-hmm. Right. So first of all, lots of UI issues. <laughs> right. Complexity yeah. one, is that easy? And then, or, you know, yeah. basic thing. Is it two out of 10, two out of five? Um, other thing is, I'm not sure if this is good for beginners or not. I'm I would not, say not. Yeah. So <laughs> I would also see like, is this a damage dealer or is this more strategic or tactical? Like, is this a support character? Yeah, you know that that kind of stuff, which I think is more game lingo, right? Um, maybe even just a little bit of flavor text to be like, this is a more defensive person with some offensive abilities, something like that, to really give it a bit more helpful information. Yeah, yeah I think I would also maybe compare this to Clash Royale, where they also don't really tell you that. It's kind of the fun of it; you kind of have to go delve in and work out. What's this character's strengths and weaknesses? Go on Reddit, read far too much about it, and no, but that they whole breakdown. do give you. They do give you like a pretty good example of like speed, mm, okay. attack power. Oh, you know. they do give you some sort of stats up front. Yeah, give you like yeah damage per second or something. Like exactly, that. and I feel like that's kind of what's missing on this screen. Yeah, that's very um, true. So I don't. I have no idea who to select. Whether it's going to be good for me to control, you know, like what combination is actually good for people to start out with. Yeah, I think there's definitely a cold start problem. Mm-hmm. It's quite interesting to read uh, like the Touch Arcade review of this game where uh, the reviewer picks up on the specific example of uh, Tachyon as like a really weak character right. and would always find he gets destroyed and like didn't like Tachyon at all. And their their main power is to like discard two cards or something seemingly ridiculous like that. But if you ignore my advice and 
uh, read the comments, one of the game developers jumps in and goes, actually, Tachyon is one of the strongest characters mm. and they can deal 63 damage. And you realize that their, their actual skills are if you can discard a whole bunch of cards and then there's a certain card that will use like the number of discarded cards as the factor the for ac- how much attacking, damage they deal. Yeah. yeah. So there's a whole bunch of stuff that's really not obvious at all, which I totally understand is frustrating for a beginning player. Right. But actually, once you start kind of digging beneath the surface, you re- you kind of get a little bit hooked in and start doing internet research about things. Right. There is lots to <laughs> dig I into. Think, yeah. Which I'm starting to, I'm getting that little feeling of like, oh, it's got his tendrils in me. I can feel it. <laughs> I can feel it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I want to play some more. Oh, I want to understand these characters some more. I want to understand how these like three superheroes can work together. Yeah. Like, how do you build a good deck of heroes? I don't know. I'm so I can see that happening. Mm, I think it's happening to me. <laughs> <laughs> I actually feel like I would much prefer to do that with the physical game because I have the ability to look at the cards and sort of like think about it. Well, I'm sure they would love you to do both. Yeah, I'm sure they wouldn't mind you if you bought the, if you bought the physical game as well because they are all the same characters. They are the same cards as a whole lot of you know. There's nothing different as far as I know. Right. I think you can buy the same expansion packs and same characters across both physical right. and digital. So with this. I, I, I do feel you like I want to get into it. Like I kind of want to read more of the information. It's just not accessible. Totally like, fair. Uh, let's say, okay, I look at the heroes. I'm in the hero screen, right? I would love to read more about Tachyon. I tap it. It disappears. Where'd uh, that go? There are a bunch of UI issues for sure. Yeah. And so what I've done is I've selected it and it's now on the selection screen to actually play the game. Yep. You know, it means I'm using Tachyon. So I removed it from the list. But then if I tap on Tachyon again, okay, I wonder, nope. <laughs> it removed it from the, the list because it's not back on the selection screen. So yeah, just like little things that help you get into it more is just sort of stripped away for some reason. Yeah, agreed. Should we get to the three by three? Let's get to the three by three. this is not the longest episode in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so Sentinels of the Multiverse. Good. This is a really faithful representation of the board game. <laughs> exactly what I wrote. Yes. But, <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, I I think we both have the same. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. It represents it very accurately to a point where, you know, you don't have to worry about the the minutia of the rules, which I think is one of the benefits of playing uh, uh, an electronic version of it. Yes. But the flip side of that is if you don't need to know the rules, you can kind of gloss over them. And so you don't fully understand what's happening at the Mm. same time. Like, oh, why? Why did I get negative one damage on this? Oh, I guess something happened somewhere. Yeah. so you don't necessarily need to go through all the steps of going, oh, I see there's this Add ongoing on power, this, there's right. this. But yes, it definitely makes actually playing it a lot quicker. Which saves a lot of time. does save a lot of time. It does all the math for you as well, which is great. One of the fiddly things in the board game is, you know, keeping track of how much your attacks, you know, are hit pointed up or down, uh, how much damage is, you know, increased or decreased and all this stuff. And there's a whole bunch of little fun little, you know, knickknacks to keep track of that but mm-hmm. it does get fiddly and then actually working out what the correct answer is is also a pain so it's great that the phone does it for you right um second good point so what we did was we actually did a round table version of this we played multiplayer with friends of the show f-o-d-b-d-p f-o-t-p-d-p <laughs> and it was really fun like yeah. i think yes. it felt like we're actually playing the board game without having the mess of 500 cards on the table. <laughs> right. Right. And not having to go through the rules and just have everything there for you ready to go. 
Yeah. Um, I actually, I think I actually wouldn't like the the iPad version of this because you can see a bigger screen. I was going to ask, do you play this on iPad or not? No, mm, I okay. play it on the mobile. Okay. Yeah, um, I think that would be the next next phase iPad time. Right. So yeah, it felt great playing around the table with a bunch of friends. It does have a lot of deep strategy going on and that rewards perseverance. Totally agree that it's not obvious to begin with. And it's like, what's a grapefruit that gets more delicious the more you peel it? <laughs> Genetically engineered grapefruit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, there's like a lot of strategy going on. You, you can play it just, hey, I'll just choose the characters that can do the most punching and play it that way. Uh, and if you get lucky and choose the right, you know, villain that will just kind of fights straight up that way, that can totally work. Um, but it feels more rewarding the deeper you go. And I'm feeling like I'm going deeper into it. Mm. So yeah, help. That is my, that is my third point is that there's lots to dig into here. There's different characters. There's multiple different characters. There's multiple villains. There's also multiple environments. So I do feel like there are tons of variability to this game to keep you interested, especially if you like this game. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, and in addition to that, there's also more expansion packs. There's different multiplayer options. You can, you know, hey, we're all sitting around a table together. We can all play, or you can just find people online, randos across the world. Um, there's even some game modes. They do like a one-shot weekly where they have like a certain challenge. Mm. I think it's a little bit like the Pocket Run Pool where they give you like a preset scenario and see who can do the do it, do it in the least moves or do it with the most hit points, something like that. So, oh, interesting. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. Um, my favorite thing is painless saving. You can just, for a game, they, they, they realized, oh boy, no one's going to sit down and play a whole round for 30, 60 minutes. If you can, great. But there's never a point where you need to save. It'll, if you just quit, come back, boom, everything's exactly where you started. Boom, everything's exactly where you left it off. You don't need to go to bed. <laughs> 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 so it's yeah that was a refreshing relief after some of the recent games we've played that's true yeah that's it for good points for me yes sam hit me with a bad point hit my bad that tutorial points. that christopher oh. tutorial it was really really bad um i couldn't get through it yo i do you know what i didn't mind it i totally understand yeah it's a lot but i think because i played the game i was excited I had that sort of momentum going into it that, mm. yeah, okay, oh, sure, let me figure out what's going on. I'd, and because I'd just come from learning the game, having that, being told again was actually kind of helpful just to kind of solidify how things work. But yeah, <laughs> yes. I think... Yeah, I understand. It feels like it was just a translated version of the manual. Yeah. Um, of like the actual board game manual presented in a electronic format, which to me, it really doesn't work. Um, I really do feel like they could have done a better job of introducing you to the actual elements. But yeah, it was just such a chore. Like I tried on three different occasions to actually finish out the tutorial and I just, I, I couldn't. It was really confusing. Like I kind of got the gist of it, but then, and then I tried to play an actual game of it. And then like I was still kind of lost by the UI and everything. So <laughs> right. because the UI is so complex, yeah. you do need a tutorial to tell you what do. the hell's going on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And even to this day, I'm still finding new new bits <laughs> of the screen I hadn't looked at before that now tell me, oh, oh, there's some information here too. This icon means, okay, I get it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I would absolutely agree. It is tough to get going if you've not played the board game before or it's been a while since you've played because, yeah, there's a lot going on. 
which I don't know if it's just because it's a complex board game or if it's not a greatly designed app. Mm. I, I feel like there could be a better way of doing it. Yeah, I feel like they could make some good UX changes. Um, just like not being so literal about it being cards mm. could be a big help, right? Yeah. And I feel like they've retained the look and feel of the placement of the elements on the cards, which I don't think helps it either. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. just like some better information hierarchy, like better indicators of... You yeah, know, like what's important right now? Yeah. What's going to be important later? What are the actions you want to take now? Right. Whose turn is it? Yeah. So that's actually my next bad point is that it's too literal of the board gaming experience. For something that's about superheroes and abilities, and then it's your turn to attack, I, I feel they could have broken the mold just a little bit um, just to make it a little bit better for the mobile experience. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, I think you do sort of lose a sense of excitement when you do attack. Some of them are just like, oh, I'm playing some more cards. Mm-hmm. It's not like, do you even feel like? Is it all thrill? I get to play my turn now. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah It'd yeah. be an interesting UX exercise to yeah, see. Yeah, I kind of want to try it. Yeah. yeah. If I can represent this <laughs> yes. in a way that's a little bit more meaningful and yet still retaining the feel that it's 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 a board game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I also had a point against the UI. Like it is very cluttered and it is difficult to keep track of like what stage you're in and what's happening now. If you're playing multiplayer, It not everything is in sync. Like the decision points it's hard to explain, but basically you, everyone's phone will just keep going through the game. You can fast forward, but you're going to have to wait for everyone to get to a certain decision point mm-hmm. before you can move forward. Um, and keeping track of what's going on, where and how is still difficult. I feel like I'm slowly getting it. I recently found out that, oh, there's a little bar at the top that'll tell you who's playing and what stage they're in of like the whole play turn. Right. Which is actually helpful. Yeah. But I mean, you know, that took me a week of playing to realize that was there. Yeah. So, yeah. And little UI quirks, like you mentioned, double tap to view, single tap to like act is the wrong way around. That's just the wrong way around. Yeah. 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 Like no other app does that. No other app does that. Yeah. Or even just, yeah, there, there are so many better ways to actually. I mean, I guess the thought would be, oh, once you've learned the cards. You, you can do it quickly. Yeah, you can yeah. do it quickly. Maybe that's, I mean, I imagine that's the thought thinking behind it, but that's just not the paradigm on iOS you're used to right um my last bad point is that because this is such a literal experience of the board game um sometimes and this is in combination with like the ui quirks uh the goals aren't really set up like normal mobile game goals Mm. right yeah yeah like it isn't clear that you're supposed to defeat a certain thing using a certain thing yeah, I don't know. It's just like no, you're saying there's something detached from it feeling like a a game experience. It felt Ooh, like a board game experience. That's a really good point. Yeah, you the actions, the consequences are very devoid from the actions, right? Or some, something like that, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Like even down to like, oh wait, how many hit points does the villain have? Oh, there's like a tiny little button in one corner, and like that's the most important thing. It's exactly. Like how- you want to whittle that number <laughs> yeah. down. <laughs> right. Yeah. And like it's really hard to remember a where it is. Sometimes it's there, sometimes it isn't. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, my last bad point. It's pretty hard. It is. A I've hard game. not won yet. Mm. So you know, I'm still chasing that chicken dinner one day. But I totally understand that it could be frustrating for new people who want to get that win early. Um, do you yeah, normally thinking. play with three characters or four characters? I normally do a three character. Okay. Maybe I should up it to four. That's a lot of time, though. 
It, it makes the game longer. It does. Yeah. 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 Expect to leave. Yeah. Expect 30 to 60 minutes, I'd say, for a game. Yeah. Right. Final seven day rating, Sam. So, considering that we gave it a day where we played it with a bunch okay. of friends, at least one then. At Good. least one. Great. So, two days. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'd have played it. I played it four days. Yeah. Oh, wow. Surprising. I thought it would be more. Yeah, it's difficult to get into. Yeah. You know, I totally understand, like, getting through the tutorial, the rest of it um, was a bit of a slog. Right. But I feel like I've crested over that hill, and now it's drawing me back in, and I want to learn more about the characters and understand more about the deeper strategy. So I, I'm looking forward to playing it more. You're over the hump. Yeah. So I recommend the board game. Yes. If you haven't played a co-op-based board game that has good mechanics and it's actually fun to play with friends, this is a great game to start with. Absolutely agree. Um, the theme sets in well with the actual gameplay and, you know, you build those nice little stories that board games are to do. Yeah. Having played that, maybe then you'll like this mobile game. Yes. But it's really hard. I wouldn't recommend this game, this mobile game, for a person that has never played the board game. Agreed. <laughs> yes, for sure. And speaking of not, not recommending things, Sam. I what? do have a recommendation for you. Mm-hmm. a row. Edwin. You have seven days to play Ares Virus. <laughs> A-R-E-S Virus. Can't even search for it. Oh, I can. Okay. Adventure. Okay. So here it is. Let me read you the description. The end of the day, should we be... Okay, let me start that over. <laughs> this is an awkward <laughs> sentence. Yeah, strangely written. <laughs> the end of the day, should we still be kind and honest or should we follow the instinct to survive? Mm, what a question. Make your choice in this great independent doomsday survival 2D RPG. That's independent doomsday. <laughs> it's a doomsday outside of the normal common doomsday. Oh, I see. It's, just, <laughs> it's not a corporate doomsday. No. It's just independent doomsday. Gotcha. Yeah. Here comes the doomsday. <laughs> <laughs> the city is in danger under the threat of Ares virus. Is it Ares virus or Ares virus? No, Ares. Yeah, I thought that was the name of a character. Zombies are massed and resources are run out. Mm-hmm. If you... Grammar is lost. <laughs> if you want to survive, then you have to fight! Exclamation mark. Okay. I'm not going to read the rest because it's really difficult to read this copy. But here it is. Ares Virus. Mm. Mm. Uh, it seems to be free. Available now from your app store. From QC Play Limited. And that's our show. I shall be playing, and I hope you will be too, Ares Virus. And come back next week to find out how I get on. Yeah. In the meantime, tweet us your game suggestions at 7 Days to Play. Follow us on Instagram at 7 Days to Play. Find us on Spotify, would you believe, 7 Days to Play. Don't email us. Soothing. 7 Days to Play!